morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at one of the greatest indians of the modern era the founder of the arya samaj the man who had a role in the renaissance of the hinduism in the 20th century swami dayanand saraswati born to karsanji tiwari a tax collector in yashoda in tankara currently in morbi district of gujarat in 1838 his real name was mool shankar so called as he was born in the moon nakshatra a devout shaivite like his family and by the age of 14 he had become well versed in the sanskrit grammar and vedas two incidents however had a very deep impact on him one was the death of his younger sister and uncle from cholera another happened on a shivratri jagran where he was keeping the jagran while most of the other devotees had fallen asleep he saw a rat climb onto the shivlinga and began to eat the holy prasad he was shocked and asked how could someone called as mahadev allow a rat to jump on his idol and eat the prasad he asked his father the same question who replied that the real shiva lives somewhere in kailash and we need to worship with real devotion he however was not convinced with the answer the death of his younger sister and uncle also had a very profound impact on him he began to ask questions on life and death which worried his parents they decided to get him off married at a young age as per the tradition those days Mool Shankar however made up his mind that the married life was not for him and in 1845 he ran away from home. He spent all time roaming all over India from 1845 to 1869 living the life of an ascetic. Initiated into the order by Poonananda Swami he was given the name of Swami Dayananda Saraswati. With a bare minimum of cloth a begging bowl He traveled to every pilgrimage site crossing jungles rivers mountains and deserts for finding the answer to his question He met many sages and swamis but none could really give him what he was looking for At this time he met a monk called Purnashrama Swami who told him that there's only one man on the earth who, who can fulfill your desire and that man is Vrijananda Dandisha he lives in Madura In 1860 finally man, managed to meet the blind sage Vrijananda who was also known for his rather harsh temper and a very strict attitude he asked swami dayananda to throw the kaumadi and saraswata two famous texts of sanskrit grammar in yamuna and asked him to start afresh dayananda willingly surrendered himself to vijayananda who was quite a hard taskmaster known for his strict discipline he would fetch water for his guru even in biting cold and rain clean the floor bearing his beatings patiently once after a very severe beating he had from his guru One of his fellow students asked him why he was bearing with this being a swami himself. To which he replied that the Guru Deva does not beat me out of hatred, just as a potter shapes a lump of a clay by pounding and beating it. A guru shapes the personality of his disciple by beating and correcting him. When the time came to leave the ashram, his guru took a promise from Swami Dayananda that he would spread the knowledge of Vedas and revive Hinduism once more. Vrijananda felt that Hinduism had strayed from its original Vedic roots and was corrupted by too many meaningless rituals and he asked Dayananda to revive Hinduism take it back to its Vedic roots which would be his true guru dakshina As per his promise as per the promise given to his guru Swami Dayananda traveled all over the north to places like Ajmer Haridwar 
Jaipur mirrored Gwalior spreading the knowledge of Vedas among ordinary people. He fearlessly attacked the weaknesses of every religion and spread awareness among the people of the greatness of Sanatan Dharma, asking them to unite as one. October 22, 1869, Swami Dayananda had one of the greatest debates in Hinduism ever with 27 distinguished scholars of Varanasi attended by the Maharaja of Kashi. 50,000 to 60,000 people sat, spell, sat spellbound as Swami Dayananda was ranged against some of Varanasi's greatest scholars, debating with them on whether idol worship was sanctioned by the Vedas. So powerful by the arguments of Swami Dayananda that the scholars had to admit their defeat. At this juncture, some of the unruly elements in the crowd began to hurl slippers, stones and rocks at Swami Dayananda, who nevertheless did not flinch. Chief Pandits of Varanasi Tarakratna Tarcharan Balashastri felt remorse and confessed, really what Swami Dayananda says is perfectly true. But we do not have the moral courage to go against the prevailing customs and traditions, so we have chosen to oppose him. The Maharaja of Kashi, impressed by Swami Dayananda's courage, wisdom and integrity, invited him to his palace and treated him royally. We now take a look in the second part, the founding of the Arya Samaj, the Satyadha Prakash and how Swamiji's teachings affected the Indians personally. Welcome back. We now take a look at the foundation of the Arisa March and Swami Dayananda's teachings himself. Though he was basically from Gujarat, Swami Dayananda was convinced that there was only one national language, Hindi, and in fact wrote all his books in that language only. He was also a true nationalist who loved Bharat and aimed for the welfare of its masses. Once an Englishman impressed by his speech asked Swamiji to go to England and teach them dharma there. Swamiji replied back in, I shall try to spread the knowledge of the Vedas among my countrymen. Once a lamp of wisdom is lit here, its light is bound to spread towards the west too. He could have earned fame going abroad but for Swami Dayananda, his motherland. Bharat was far more important and he missed no opportunity to spread the greatness of India. He advised Indians to be awake, learn from their glorious history, tradition and use it to shape the present. He hated the present system of education that created contempt for India. As he said, your ancestors were not uncivilized men living in forests. There were great men who enlightened this world. Your history is not a bundle of defeats. The circularity of the conqueror of the world. Your Vedic scriptures are not the songs of cowards. They are the immortal truths which shaped Mighty souls like Rama and Krishna, arise, awake and be proud of your glorious history. A true nationalist, Swami Dayananda felt that the only way India could achieve freedom was through armed revolution. The Arisamaj, which was founded by him in Mumbai on the 10th of April 1875, was meant to propagate his goal of social reform. It however also became a crucible for the nationalist leaders and the freedom struggle. Many branches of the Arya Samaj were founded in princely states like those of Udaipur, Jodhpur, and he aimed to bring together the princes to fight against the British rule. Arya Samajis all over the north played a major role in shaping the nationalist revolutionary ideas among masses. From Swami Shraddhananda to Lala Lajpat Rai to Bhai Parmanand, a whole new generation of freedom fighters emerged from the Arya Samaj as well as revolutionaries like Ram Prasad, Bismal, and Roshandal. Apart from his Tremendous intelligence, Swami Dayananda was also known for his exceptional physical strength. He once stopped the carriage of a Maharaj by holding its wheels, and in Kaskanj, he took two bulls fighting on the streets by their horns and managed to tame them. 
He always cared for humanity, was sensitive to the sufferings of the ordinary masses. As he once said, to love the creation of God is to love God himself. He fought against casteism and other social evils, and wherever he went, exhorted people to shake off their lethargy. He was against the caste system, untouchability and child marriages. He fought for women's equality, was against the Partha system, and stressed the need for a pure conduct in one's life. He made many aware of the glory of Hinduism through their teachings. Many young Hindus who were about to accept Christianity changed their mind after listening to him and became staunch followers. He also took back people who had been converted by force into Muslims and Christians back to Hinduism, performing the Shiddhi rites for them. He was a bitterly opposed to untouchability, <coughs> calling it a curse on our society. As he said, every living being has a soul which deserves affection. In every human being, there is a soul worthy of respect. Anyone who does not know this cannot understand the true meaning of the Vedic religion. Education was what Swami Dayananda exposed. However, he was against the existing Western system which he felt only created people with content for native traditions. He favoured the Gurukul system where students could stay with their teachers and there would be no class caste differences. The son of a king and the son of a farmer would be the equals in a Gurukul which would be located far away from the city. Along with studies on Indian culture, Vedas, the Gurukuls would also teach modern sciences like astronomy and mathematics, geology, so that the student receives a complete education. We now take a look at his seminal work, the Satyartha Prakasha. We now take a look at the Satyartha Prakasha, the Truth of Light, Swami Dayananda's most famous work, a 14-chapter book that contains his teachings based on the Vedas. His book explained the importance of Vedas and it was critical of the bad practices in Hinduism and in all other religions like Christianity, Islam and Sikhism. He declared that not, knowledge was not just about showing how to get salvation after death, it must also show a man how to live usefully in the world. He stressed on the need to follow the Vedic path of Dharma, righteousness, Ardha, wealth, Kama, pleasure and Moksha, salvation. Back to the Vedas was what Swami Dayananda emphasized and said while the main aim is salvation, Unless we have a worthy life, we can never attain salvation. He was fearless in his pursuit of truth and knowledge, even in the face of great dangers and threats. Once a Christian preacher threatened that he would send him to prison if he continued to show the faults in religion, to which Dayananda replied, My friend was not Jesus Christ crucified for speaking the truth. I fear for no one to speak the truth. And this frank, honest attitude of him hurt him many enemies. Once a person threatened to cut him with sword, he said, I shall point out defects wherever I find them. I am not a rabbit to be frightened by the cries of jackals like you. However, the end came well and nigh at Jodhpur. The Maharaja there was a follower of Swami Dayananda. The ruler, however, spent a lot of time with a dancing girl called Nanija and was rebuked by Dayananda who said his action was not the proper conduct for a Kshatriya. This offended Nanija who conspired with a cook to poison Swamiji and asked him to make powder glasses in his, glass pieces in his milk. Dayananda drank the milk and realized he had been poisoned, tried vomiting it out, but was too late. Sores broke out all over his body and Swamiji had to suffer torture due to the pain. When the cook confessed that he had poisoned Swamiji, he gave him some money and asked him to run away. Because if he had found out, he would have been hanged to death. Though the Maharaja shifted him to Mount Abu for better treatment, it was of no avail. October 30th, 1883 Swami Dayananda Saraswati passed away on Deepavali day, uttering the word Om in the presence of his disciples. The life of one of modern India's greatest thinkers, a social reformer and nationalist, a writer and a man who taught Indians to speak and think fearlessly was 
no more. Swami Dayananda Saraswati, a truly great son of Bharat, on his Jayanti, take time to pay a silent tribute to this man who founded the Arya Samaj and was instrumental in awakening Hindus to the greatness of their own culture and tradition, which in turn led to the nationalist awakening. Naman.